your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 444 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. Well, Ross, we thought there was a chance. Maybe the Ottawa Senators could beat the Vancouver Canucks. And what do they do? They drop a 6-2 loss. But there's worse news, Ross, because the Ottawa Senators have to play again tonight a back-to-back up against a tough Carolina Hurricanes team. A Carolina Hurricanes team that's only lost five games all season long, but three of them have come in the last five games. So maybe, maybe an opportunity. The Senators right now just looking for absolutely anything positive to hang on to. But on today's show, we're going to recap last night's game. Look ahead to tonight. The Belleville Senators were shut out by the hottest team in the American Hockey League. Lots to get into. Can't promise it's going to be all positive, but we will try to find uh, some sort of silver lining. Today's episode also brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner, take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey. For a 100% deposit match. It's Stat Hero, and this is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Thursday, December 2nd, and Pilsy, you mentioned off the top the score 6 2. Vancouver beats the Ottawa Senators. They outshoot them 35 to 21. Where did this one go wrong? (laughs) How much time do we have here, Ross, today? Because there's a lot of places this went wrong. But if you guys uh, had a chance, we did our first ever uh, postcast after this game. So it was about 10 to 12 minutes of our reaction after the game, the post game. So we did talk about this a little bit. And for me, Ross, the big turning point was the Sens not being able to score on that five on three. Like, Anytime you're gifted a minute worth of five on three, that's a long time to be up two man advantage. And the Sens weren't able to do anything. And that was uh, at a point where the game was 2 1. So if you tie it up on the five on three and it's 2 2, then you still have more power play time. The momentum swing is incredible. And yeah. it's like the old saying goes, right? Like if, if you can't score on a five on three, typically you don't deserve to win the game. And that's what <laughs> happened. No doubt, and they had scored on their first power play of the game, Adam Gaudet. Let's get into it chronologically now, but you're right. That is the major story in another power play. They negated it nine seconds in. Bit of a weak call. I don't blame Drake Bastard for that. Such a weak call. That was just hold on to your stick, pal. The other one, the second power play of the game, they played it half in their own zone. It was so discombobulated. Stutzla and and Shabbat back and forth, and then Stutzla ends up putting it on net, on his own net. On the power play, that was that was a wild, wild sequence uh, to start that game. But the first shift for Adam Goddard, we got the full Adam Goddard experience. Oh my last god, night, did eh? we ever? Yeah, like <laughs> I was ready to lose my mind. I was like, "This so is EJ. 
DJ, yeah. DJ benched him after the second period. Yeah, Gambrell was on his line uh, shortly after. But the I was just so pissed because he was my lookout player, so uh, or locked on player, so I was locked on to him. He may as was, well have been lookout play for the other team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was two steps uh, backwards, one step forward for Godet there. But it's your first shift on a new team. You've had days to practice, days to get comfortable, you know? Like, there's none of that excuse, really, in my mind. So he's ready your first shift at home and you come up with a weak performance like that like he's not even he's not even tying up Pearson he's not even stick checking him he's not even boxing him out he's not even like up against him Pearson is just given that prime real estate and I have a bit of a problem with Mete's play there too like Mete. Oh, do you? Mete, small Mete. defenseman. So often, um, you know, you can say, look, he's he's only so big, it's tough for him to out-physical other guys. It's hard for, hard for him to out-muscle other guys. He's going up against Connor Garland here, one of the smallest players in the entire league. And Garland's make it looks like a big guy. He's going back and forth. Mete can't keep with them. And then he passes it out front to a wide open Tanner Pearson when Zaitsev is right there puck watching. Um, Sanford is just kind of hanging out in the high slot. Gaudet is just watching his guy get to a prime spot. And then it's a goal and you're down one nothing already. Like, that was just brutal. And I was... I was so pissed at Adam Gaudet, but uh, luckily he did turn things around a little, but not for too long. <laughs> and even before that, Mete had a, a clear giveaway right in front of his own net. And that was on his first shift of the game. And then later on, sorry, same shift, because when the goal happened, I mean, it's not considered a momentum goal the way we have it. You know, uh, first two minutes of, or no, sorry, was it in the first two minutes? Yeah, what, I think it was very yeah. close. No, it was one uh, one thirty eight into the game. Tanner Pearson, and so it was at the start of that shift. They they began running around, and it was all Mete with a, a brutal giveaway right in front of his own net, and yep. you just can't have that. Now ba- bouncing puck, sure, but if the puck's bouncing, do what you can to just hit it into the just corner, whack it, yeah, and go get it. He tried to corral it, and it just went the wrong way. So Vancouver gets that first goal. Ottawa's allowed the first goal in six straight games, and they've been playing from behind, and it's clearly affected how they want to play. But you, you can't control who scores first. All you can control is the bounce back. So, Pilsy, we will now get into that Adam Goddett, the good that he did bring in the game last night. Now, you're looking at a power play situation where the first line drew the power play, so the second unit starts, a second unit that we've been pretty hard on, and it didn't take long. Win the opening faceoff, and away you go. Godet finds a, a seam back door, and holy, what a pass, too, to get it to him. Yeah, it was a great pass by Connor Brown. And the thing that has me laughing about this, Ross, is it's another classic Chris Tierney point. Chris Tierney <laughs> standing in front of the net. Lassie Thompson rips a Tom bomb. It hits him like right in the crest. Like it just, just pegs him. Like you couldn't have hit a guy more perfectly. Tierney goes, ah, crap. It bounces off of him, goes right to Brown. Everyone, there's chaos everywhere. So the penalty killers are scrambled. Brown makes a quick heads up play across to Godet and Godet buries it. And that was one of the sickest sellies I've been in a while. I've seen in a while. Like that yeah. one, I got emotional in that one. And it's like, this this goal literally means nothing. But uh, this classic Tierney, like him having a puck hit him anywhere other than the stick leads to a goal. 
I was just gonna say that it was an uh, an emotional selly because he's not he doesn't have the weight of as many losses as the Senators have had here True. in the last uh, however many games. I've it was lost much track. more emotional of a selly than Brady's goal. Let's oh just my say that. God, but yeah, what do you expect Brady to do there? They're down yeah. six or five one. They couldn't even get the last goal, eh? They, yeah. they don't get the last laugh. Left? You don't get the first no. laugh or the last laugh. You get no. one in between. You get laughed at. And when you mention yeah. tyranny, we need our boy Liam's Martian to put his face on a pinata. This guy just gets hit with absolutely everything. But it leads to candy at the end, so it's all right. It typically does. And, I mean, Tierney's uh, living proof of that. Maybe someone will bite at the deadline on that one. But after it's 1-1 now, Pilsy, it, uh, it actually stayed that way for the rest of the period, sure. But I sigh because it's such an issue with this team. They cannot start periods. Like, they can't get through the first five minutes of a period without allowing a goal. And Tyler Mott, yes, noted superstar. Tyler Mott <laughs> gets uh, Vancouver on the board. 2.38 in to the second period. Walk us through that one. Well, this one I've watched a couple times, and it, ultimately it is kind of Gaudette's fault here. <laughs> kind but- of? But also, I don't really love the play that Gambrell forces him to use that puck. Like, if I'm Gambrell, I would have skated up with the puck a little bit more and try to clear it out of the zone instead of hit a guy who's on the wall and facing the wrong way. Like, Gaudet has to go backwards at that point, right? And then there's two guys on him. It did did get tipped, too. So I'm not saying that's that's a better play. You're not putting Gaudet in a position to succeed there. So, like, I have a bit of sympathy there, but... For him to just cor- try to corral that puck and lose it like that, heading towards your own net. And then it's a quick bang-bang play. And like you said, noted superstar uh, Mott gets a goal here. Like, that's and, tough. And, that's and tough. And Shabbat's almost at the blue line as well. That's, well, he uh, thinks that puck's going to get cleared, right? Yeah. And I don't know what trust he, he should have in his teammates to get the puck out. I, I mean, you, you probably Gambrell, don't want him there, Gambrell, but man. like... When, when you see on the replay where Goddad is, he's in a situation where there's three Canucks kind of converging on him. That's what I mean. Like, it's not fair for him to have to make a play there. So I don't fully blame it on him, but it's a tough look. But Shabbat is like barely in the frame when the puck's given away. So he, he kind of allows it to be a two-on-O situation in tight, right? But, I mean, it shouldn't be a two-on-O when you have possession of the puck and you're yeah. like – you're forcing that two on O to happen. Like there's other options than yeah. forcing that to happen. And that's, that's just the issue here. And I find this is the thing with the Ottawa senators is they're able to kind of hang around and stay in games, but it seems like every time they make a mistake, they make critical mistakes and the other team is capitalizing on them. Like I feel like teams aren't trying to beat the Ottawa senators. They're waiting for the Sens to beat themselves. You know what I mean? Like just playing patient. Yeah, we'll just wait. They'll screw up eventually. And they won't screw up just once. They'll probably screw up three, four, five, six times maybe even. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Well, they had that power play you mentioned in in the second period, the five-on-three for a full minute. And that was their best opportunity to tie the game when it was 2-1. Josh Norris had an unbelievable one-timer, but uh, he, he couldn't convert on that one. Yeah, and I was a little upset about Shabbat here. Again, it's not fully his fault. He didn't realize Stutzel was behind him, but I know. Stutzel was set up for a perfect one-timer. He had it locked and loaded, ready to go, and Shabbat doesn't realize he's behind him and thinks the pass is for him, and he kind of bobbles it, and then it leaves the zone, of course. So that was tough to watch because, man, you know, I've been giving Timmy like some, some leash here, but one goal all year long. Oh. 
I know. At some at some point, it has to be addressed. But I think that there's just so many issues on this team that picking on the 19 year old is is just a tough look. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, like we can it, talk it about scapegoat tough looks here. That's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm ready to put any blame. No, on, I'm not saying I'm putting it on him. I'm just saying like to only have one goal all year, like DJ's got to do something to get this kid going. I know. And I know the this is not the answer, but I would almost send him to the world juniors to just say, go get some confidence, man. Go have some fun for two weeks. Like get out of this environment and go into one where I mean, not like Germany's going to win the thing, but you saw like the moves he's put. <laughs> Another on last fourteen year. to two losses, just what Timmy needs. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty much doing that night in and night oh, out man. here. But uh, as we laugh because we don't want to cry, mm. wow, Luke Shen. This was to me, and at this point, it's it's three one. But again, another momentum goal. Final thirty seconds of the game, Pilsy. If Luke Shen walks you, that's that's a tough look. The game was still in hand at that point, right? Like three one. It's gonna be tough, but like you're not out of it at this point. Gus is playing decent. He's making some big saves, but Luke Shen a, looked like Eric Carlson on this play. You let a goal like that happen, and that's for me it's been tough lately it's been real tough for for me and uh there's another play that we're gonna get to where formington was uh, a big part of a goal happening but here to <sighs> to allow luke shen to walk you like that and luke shen's a big strong guy so like for him to be able to drive the net hard like that against for me okay that that might happen like that's a savvy vet knowing he's going to use his size on you but for him to be able to pull that puck back and snap it top cheese like yeah. that like damn, this is a guy who we thought might be out of the league a couple of years ago, and now he's pulling this crap. And of course, of course, Ross, it's his first goal of the season up against the Sens, <laughs> and it's a goddamn highlight real yeah. goal. Ugh. Yeah. Hey, he went back to Vancouver. He was there two, three years ago. Just took a little break, won two Stanley Cups with Tampa Bay, and then nice. uh, and then came back. Yeah, yeah he's not- a Kelowna boy, so playing in Vancouver, that's pretty nice. Uh, not too far away there. Yeah, he's been all over the place. Eh? Toronto, Philly, Los Angeles, Arizona, Anaheim, Vancouver, Tampa, now back to Vancouver. That's uh, quite quite the road well-traveled for Luke Shen, but he, he traveled the highway right past Alex Formanton. Not many people are <laughs> no. speeding past him, but... That was a, a pretty tough look at the end of the period for a That was like, team. Ross, that was like a dump truck driving up alongside like a yeah. Ferrari. And it's just yeah. like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go faster than you. I'm just going to, you're just going to get pushed and shoved out of the way yeah. here. And that's what happened. But especially like he's a right shot on the left side. So he literally had to take Formanton through on his backhand. It's just, yeah. it does not look good. And if you're the Ottawa Senators, you're already down 2-1, but you could probably convince yourself at the intermission like oh one shot like let's go let's go yep. like, we had chances on the power play like th- it's gonna happen then that's just one of those deflating goals where how do you go into the locker room afterwards and have any sort of confidence that this game is gonna come back in the third period we'll touch on a couple of the big stories in the third period the not the least of which is their season-long inability to win third period get a match like even just win the period let alone the game. But Pillsy, before we get to that, we've got another new sponsor alert. And you, yes, you listening, can advertise with Locked On Senators. Just hit us up on Twitter at Send Central, and we'd love to work with you and your business. You know how we go to battle for the players who have been on this show. We'll do the same for your small and or local business. Pillsy, why don't you hit us with a read from our friends at Stat Hero? 
So, guys, as everyone knows, the parlays and the sports gambling hasn't exactly been my forte. I have one <laughs> win all year You're long. You're the Ottawa Senators of gambling. I am the Ottawa Senators of gambling. Yes, I mean, it's, it's suiting, right? But you might not believe me. I am quite a good fantasy sports player. And, Ross, I, I would love to see if you want to chirp me right now because in two of our fantasy hockey leagues, I'm up against you in our matchups, and I'm winning both of those matchups pretty sizably here. So there's some credibility that I I can give you. And there's different ways than just playing season-long fantasy. There's so many fun ways. And no one does daily fantasy sports. So this is a daily fantasy sports, guys. No one plays daily fantasy to lose, right? You want to win. And believe me, losing gets old real quick. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind in daily fantasy sports where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. I love this concept for us. This, This totally flips daily fantasy sports on its head. The crazy part is, Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face up against them. Like, if you guys have played daily fantasy sports, usually it's you and 10,000 other people, and you have no idea what their lineups are. You're just hoping yours is going to end up being the best one. Not here. This never-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you know you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. You're in the driver's seat. So you're in control of the stakes too. You get to decide how much you're going to wager up against Stat Hero. And Stat Hero has no choice to, but to match it because they're daring you to try to beat them. So Stat Hero, head to head daily fantasy sports one on one. Guys, There's a lineup that I'm going up against tonight, and that lineup is the Real Uncle Paul Centers Only Contest. And Ross, we've got a graphic here. Here's who I'm going up against. Uncle Paul's Center Challenge has Kuznetsov, Lindholm, and Sebastian Ajo. So this is the matchup I'm up against. I'm going to try to beat them with my lineup. Let's see if I can do that. Let's see if you can do that as well, guys. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use our promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's huge. So put in $100, bingo, bango, bongo, you get another $100. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code HOCKEY for a 100% match. No, that is not a typo. I'm reading that correctly, guys. StatHero.com slash hockey. Promo code HOCKEY. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pilsy. So, the Ottawa Senators were down 3-1 going into the third period against the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, in that third period, the wheels fell off. Shocker. Again, a goal against in the first five minutes of this game. Always great when the opposing goalie Gets on the scoreboard with an assist, hey? I didn't even realize that before. Oh, boy, that's tough. Yeah, Demko getting the assist there on Horvat's goal. And the Horvat goal is tough because that's literally just a guy being like, I see the slightest lane here, and I'm going to snipe this one. And no one's going to have a chance. There's a lot of traffic in front, and he just puts it on net, and he gets rewarded. So... That's one where you'd like to see the Sens get one. Like Tim Stutzla, just like, hey, I I don't have a lot of offense here. I'm going to get the puck on net, and hopefully it goes in. That doesn't seem to happen for this team. No, and like this, nobody stepped up at the blue line 
And that, that this to me is a system goal. I've been kind of on the fence. I haven't been on full on DJ Smith is the problem mode, but this is something that you teach. Yeah, Shabbat, he's playing a little passive there. All That's three a note of them. Uh, that I and had Nick, there. Nick yeah. Holden, I think, as well. Like I'm watching the play right now develop, and Quinn Hughes comes off, la di da di da, going for a skate in the park, and then as he cuts across into the zone, he then starts going east west and looks for an outlet. And that outlet is Bo Horvat, last guy up the ice. And you've got Nick Paul. You've got it's Artem Zub. Sorry, I got two and five mixed up. Zub, Shabbat, and there's another forward back who uh, is way too deep, and that's Zach Sanford. But at least he's covering a guy. Everyone else is just on their heels, and they give Bo Horvat until about the top of the circle. Now, say what you want about the screen, and, and Gus can't see this because there's, there's a, no a chance big, Gus is stopping that. No. no, big body in front of the net, but it's, I think it's Tyler Myers in front of the net. But You're not going to find a bigger body uh, in the game last night. But that being said, this is just a systematic problem uh, for the Ottawa Senators. You cannot allow anyone that much room to roam. And then after that, this power play goal was... Uh, was really what uh, what got us laughing because we literally laughed at the fact that Alex Chason was on their power play unit. <laughs> we literally were laughing about it. Yes, and at them, he he's just in the right place, right time, finds loose puck and bangs it in. Like sounds like, like 2018 when he won the cup. I was gonna say right sat, place like, at the right time. He's, yeah, yeah, nice. He's he's made a career of that though. Is just being at the right spot at the right time. And Ross like. He has three goals. Like, that's not amazing. But, man, this, he'd be ahead of a lot of Ottawa Senators I was gonna with three say, goals. Yeah, yep. wouldn't that be, like, top five on the team? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think it would be, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling this up. I need to make it. Only uh, Drake, Brown, Norris. It would be, t- be seventh. It would be seventh. Yeah, so. Because the Sanford hat trick pushed him over it. So, right. Connor Brown has four. Sanford, Tierney, Chuck have five. Batherson has seven. Norris has eight. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. And uh, if you didn't think it could get worse, well, it could. Oh, it can always get worse. Because JT Miller turned into Connor McDavid on uh, on the sixth goal. But I guess, like, we'll spend as much time on this Brady Kachuk goal as I think Brady would want us to, which isn't much. Um, Puck found him. Kind of like Chaseau, right? Right place, right time, back door. Puck squeaks to him, and, and he puts in the back of the net. What I will give them is it was a great breakout. Um, yeah, the, sure, sure. The, the Canucks. Seeing Brady with speed was uh, was a nice, not change of pace, but through the neutral zone, it's, it's big. He needs to continue that. Definitely, and that's the thing. Like The Canucks are trying to get a point shot. Good uh, aggressive pressure. I think it was Norris that gets the block and the, and the poke check. Then he retrieves the puck. It's a two-on-one going the other way. And sure, they absolutely fumble that two-on-one. And it ends up being a, a loose play. But then Mete has the wherewithal to get the puck towards the net. Brady's there. And uh, Brady does what Brady does. It just bangs it home. And that's uh, now it's a 5-2 game. Yeah. Whoopee. With five minutes left, you got to think, hey, 5-2. Okay. You lose let's by leave three. It yeah, let's, let's yeah. cap it there. Um, let's cap this conversation with uh, your walkthrough. Take us through what you saw on JT Miller's exclamation point to end this game. The worst part is, Ross, I don't think JT Miller had any kind of uh, intention of making a big player at all. Like, the puck just goes out of the zone. He's the only man back. He he goes back slowly, swoops it up, starts bringing the puck up ice. No one is challenging him. 
neutral zone, fully clear, not one guy coming out to try to get him. All four penalty killers just standing there, standing still at the line. And when we talk about that Connor McDavid goal, uh, was that up against the Rangers? That that goal he had that was similar to the list? He scored a ton of them. Yeah, he has scored a bunch. But the crazy part about that goal, or at least for me, was Connor McDavid looked at that situation, saw four defenders, and quickly made a decision, I like my odds here, I can beat him. Connor McDavid is the greatest hockey player alive right now. So for him to have that thought and think he can do it, nice. That's that's sweet. That's a risk. That's a fun play. For JT Miller to be in the same scenario, and no offense, JT Miller is a great Actually player. Actually good player. Yeah, real good great, player. Great player, I would even say. But for him to have the same luxury as the greatest player <laughs> alive and be like, hey, one on four, I like these odds. I'm going for it. And for him to <sighs> go through, no one stops him, and then he gets it around Gus and scores as well to make it six to two at that point. That just embodies what this Ottawa Senators team is all about this season. It's not good. And I th- I'm at the point now where you got to think heads have to roll at some point, right, Pilsy? You can't continue I'm, to be in dead last. Dead last. I'm actually the opposite, Ross. I think right now the worst thing they could do is is uh, chop off some heads. Because what either you want to be insanely bad or insanely good. And right now, the Ottawa Senators are a position where they're insanely bad. And the other teams that are actively trying to be bad are not yeah. even close to as bad as them. So if I'm Eugene Melnick, yeah, I'm furious. I'm pissed. You spend all this money. Your your manager says the rebuild's over. Things are going to change. But the last thing you want to do is fire your manager manager and or coach. Now you're paying two guys to not work for you. And then Ooh, they just two, extended both. Of them. And they just extended them. Exactly. And then they bring in a new manager and or coach. And these guys turn it around and you end up with the 10th overall pick like you did last year when you could have had the best odds at getting Shane right. Now, look, you can have your opinion on tanking and I want the Senators to win games, obviously. But at sometimes you have to look at the situation you're at. And the best thing for the Ottawa Senators to do right now, Ross, is keep doing what they're doing, honestly. And it sucks and it's depressing to say that, but... They're worse than the Arizona Coyotes right now. They're like the Detroit Red Wings and Buffalo Sabres are looking like superstar teams compared to this Ottawa Senators team. So I don't think making a change makes sense. And all if I'm Eugene Melnick, I'm just telling Dorian, don't make any cha- major changes. Don't make any trades. We're standing still until the draft. We'll get a, a top, probably top five player depending on how the lottery goes and how and, they decide and then I'll fire you <laughs> and then I'll fire you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, that's just my opinion. If I was Melnick, the last thing I would be doing is making major changes because that's going to cost you more money. And it's probably going to eat away at your lottery odd percentage. And I hate saying this. I hate it, but that's, that's where we're at. Where we're at as well. And shout out Brent Wallace, who's going to join us tomorrow. So stay tuned. Brent Wallace joins locked on senators. His second appearance on the show. Yep. will be Tomorrow, he tweets out that the Senators' worst points percentage all time, their inaugural year, where I believe they had 12 wins in 84 games. Then the second year they were in existence, they had a 22% win percentage. And then this year, 22.5. Nuzzled in between the second and third year this team was in existence. And that's when expansion teams weren't given a favor by the league. Like That's when it's like... You get a name and an arena, and you're in the club. Now, good luck. Whereas Next now, time we have Gord Wilson on, we'll, 
we'll have uh, we'll have him explain. But there's a story, and I don't want to butcher it too much. But the Senators' laptop wouldn't charge or something before the expansion draft, and yeah, this is a long-standing problem. Um, and they didn't have a like a backup. They didn't know what nice. players were available, so they drafted someone who wasn't available. The league had to be like, yeah, you can't take him. Uh, that being said. <laughs> There's uh, sometimes when, when sometimes when uh, the team keep it together lose. here, Ross. Keep I it together. Know. I'm trying. I'm trying, buddy. But hey, we're we're just gonna have some fun. This is gonna be more of a support group than anything else. We got our negativity out this past week. Now, really, all you can do is laugh, laugh, and look good. And to look better than good, check out Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal if you or someone you care about has a beard it needs to get primal maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product well primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils these products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet love that Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products. This is due to exotic carrier blends with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oils, all fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. So check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full lineup of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin. So we took a step back and focused on ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard. To to other companies that you've used, we promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code. The code is locked on, and it gets you a 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. It's primaloriginoils.com. All right, Ross, we had the All Senators Pillsy Parlay of the Day. Wah, wah, wah. Look, I, really, I probably mushed them, but they're beyond mushable at this point. I really thought this was a chance they had to win, so why not go for it? The overhit. I was actually on a uh, a hiatus as well over the last couple of weeks, just recharging. You know, sometimes you need that when you're yep. in the gambling world. But I went in on the Sens last night as well. I hit on par- Pillsy's parlor. They didn't hit on it, but yeah. I attempted to. I, I put some shekels in on it, and uh, I had Sens money line. I had Josh Norris to score, and it was a complete over instead. But shout out Bet Online for making it available to use all these different props. And I had. Uh, I had the Vancouver over on their goals, though. So at least I got a little mm-hmm. taste of that. And that's why Bet Online is great because you can bet on absolutely anything. And whether it's Pillsy's Parlay or people are fading you, the fact they can get a 50% welcome bonus because they listen to the show, how awesome is that? Yeah, I mean, you're getting money put into your account courtesy of betonline.ag. So go today. Make your account at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus. You put 100 bucks in, you're going to get $50 of free play money. And yeah, I, I think it's still fade season on Pillsy's Parlay of the Day, Ross, if I'm being honest. But 
We're going to stay in the action here. And uh, I'm switching up my formula a little bit. So here we go. Carolina Hurricanes, puck line, <laughs> puck line, Ross, because... And it's a minus? It's a minus 125. So those odds aren't great, but I, I have a feeling they're going to hit. Then Washington Capitals up against the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not getting too greedy here. Just going money line here. So Carolina Hurricanes, puck line, Washington Capitals, money line. Put 10 bucks in. You're going to win 1723. It's Pillsy's Parlay of the Day. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Reminder that you can advertise with the Locked On Senators podcast. Just hit us up on Twitter at Sense Central and we'll get you all checked out because you know we've got your team every day. We're growing and, of course, we'll give you a social media boost as well. Okay, Pillsy, it's a Senators game day. <laughs> Woo! Deep breath. <laughs> Senators are in Carolina where their record since 2008 is 3-16. Yes, that's three wins. 16 losses, no overtime losses. All 16 losses have been in regulation. It's a house of horrors for this team. What are you hoping to see in terms of getting, I know you're betting on the puck line. I was going to say, I'm hoping to see a Carolina two-goal win. What is your key to victory if you're DJ Smith and the Ottawa Senators? I mean, what's, do, do better? what's a what's a realistic one? That's what I'm yeah. trying to think of. I got Score a first. whole lot of lists that uh, they need to do here. I mean, you know what? Let's stick to the third period. Let's. I don't care what the end result score is. Win that third period. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's focus on that because like make it through the first forty and then have enough gas and passion left in the tank to win that third period. That's going to be my goal here because the Carolina Hurricanes are probably going to win this game. That's a team that's clicking on so many accounts. Their offense is going. Um, their goaltending has been great. Freddie Anderson is so glad to get out of enemy territory and yeah. not have uh, everybody hounding him. He's playing a much better game. So, and I mean, we probably are going to see the backup here. And the backup's Antti Ranta, who also is uh, having a nice year in the few games he's played. So it's going to be tough, tough sledding for the Sens here. But yeah, my... Not key to the game. What I want to see is them win the third period, regardless of what the end score is. Yes, and and just work. Like at least don't yeah, don't give up, don't quit. Minus twenty four goal differential in the third period. Like that that's got to stop right now. And you're going up against a team with so much firepower, but it's also a team that, despite their unbelievable record and and not taking away anything from that, they have struggled to get wins a little bit in the last few yep. games. Like. They've lost two in a row to Washington and Dallas. Everyone was Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas starts. Um, and, and then they lost the Seattle crack in a few games ago. They lost in overtime to the San Jose Sharks. Those were both by 2-1 scores. In between those four losses, they beat Philly 6-3. But 1-3-1 and one in their last five games. And Philly's down in the oh. dumps. Like, that's not a huge team. Nice one, three and one. Love it. <laughs> Sorry, just out of nowhere. Um, that being said, though, yeah, you still have to watch out for all of the Carolina Hurricanes pulling up their bare bones roster here. And uh, there's a ton of talent. Like Seth Jarvis, we profiled him a bunch in the 2020 yeah. draft. He's Good really hit, he's hit the ground running. He's one of those smaller in stature players, but he's got four goals and seven points. In 14 games, it sucks looking around the league and seeing all these other players from those drafts, like all the guys in uh, 
in Detroit, Cider, Lucas Raymond, Lucas and beyond. Raymond, and you're like, why isn't Timmy producing? And then you're like, oh, right, because he's playing with two third liners. And maybe Connor Brown, elite third liner. Maybe you could say he's a second liner. But these, like Seth, Seth Jarvis <laughs> is playing with Vinny Trocek and, and Tivo Teravainen. Like, there's just so much more talent and depth on these teams. Like, Jared, Jared, Jared Stahl? Jordan Stahl. So. Jordan. Jordan. There's so many stalls. There is a Jared stall. He's the one. He's the one that didn't quite make it. Um, yeah. Being on the third line there, and then Kotkaniemi, the six million dollar man on the fourth line. Now uh, the Kachuk Kotkaniemi rivalry doesn't quite have the same oomph when uh, he's in Carolina, hey? No, I I, I would say it's kind of over it's here, dead. and it's and it's an easy call. That's the thing. Like, what is is there even a debate anymore? Like, and we just like harping on Habs fans, so that's what kept us going, but. Carolina, whatever. Just you, you have fun with Cock and the Emmy. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's how they line up. Uh, the Senators, no changes that we know of to their lineup right now. I would expect maybe a change or two. DJ Smith actually talked to the media right now. There will be no morning skate, however, for the Ottawa Senators. Seven o'clock Eastern is the puck drop tonight in Carolina. Who's your locked on player for the Ottawa Senators? It's going to be Tim Stutzla. Like, you know, I didn't. I didn't even see. He had a couple chances, but nothing early crazy. in the game. He yeah. faded throughout, but I thought he looked good in the first period. His feet were really moving. I'm glad he he's up to... the middle at least. That's that's yeah. good. But uh, yeah, I want to see Timmy starting to be a little selfish here. I think maybe what happens, and I find especially with young players, Ross, on losing teams, is they feel like they need to, you know, help the veterans. You know, like if Timmy's on a two on one. Probably the last thing he's thinking is shoot. He's like, I need to get this puck to the veteran and he, he'll do the work here. But I want Timmy to start thinking selfishly. If you got a lane, he is such a good shot. Use that shot and get it on net. Like, don't don't try to kind of overcompensate and appease to a veteran. It's just because you're in a, in a slump here. Get yourself out of that slump. Get a shovel. Start digging upwards and dig yourself out of this hole. I'm going to go right back to where I went last game. This might be my first back-to-back one, but I actually really like Drake Batherson's game last night. I thought he was creating a lot and didn't get rewarded on the score sheet at all. But I think that another solid game from Drake Batherson could really get this team out of the funk because he got them going against Pittsburgh in their last win. And he's the kind of guy where when he's clicking, everything else seems to fall in place yep. behind him. Maybe for a few shifts or a period, you take him off that line with Norris and Kachuk and put him back with Stutzla because mm-hmm. we haven't seen a shift where Drake's at right wing and Timmy's in the middle. I think that you could work some nice give and go plays there. I'd like that. Uh, especially where you don't have Chris Tierney in the middle of the ice. Like maybe uh, pick your guy. Like I would, I would have Tyler Ennis there, but again, he can't yeah. even seem to find a way in the lineup. But really, there's a lot of options. Um, not all great, but uh, <laughs> if you have Timmy at center and Drake at right wing, I think that would be a great place to start. And then at least you have two-thirds of two good lines. And then you can kind of plug and play who's going to play with Norris and Kachuk, who's going to play with Timmy and Drake. But beyond that, my lookout player is going to be Maxime Lajoie, who's in the lineup for the Carolina Hurricanes, a revenge game of sorts. And we just hope and pray that he coughs up a muffin for a Senator's goal so we can use everybody's favorite gif of Brady Kachuk when he heard that Lajoie's <laughs> first call to his uh, to his girlfriend after making he the NHL instead yeah. of his parents. Uh, so that was always a hilarious clip. I think Brent Wallace was uh, conducting that interview. So we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, true. So stay tuned for that 
uh, on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. Who's your lookout player? And then uh, we'll ride off into the sunset here as we hope for another Senators competitive game. <laughs> I want to see how you decided to end that. Uh, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit here, Ross. It's going to be Sebastian Ajo. This guy's got 10 goals, 10 assists. Uh, wow. He's he's clicking on the power play. Five, half of his goals are on the power play. He's got a 15.6 shooting percentage. And if you remember from our uh, Stat Hero ad, he is one of the centers that uh, I will be matching up against. It was him, uh, Kuznetsov, and Elias Lindholm for the Flames. So I'm going to be looking out for him, hoping that he doesn't have any success so I can win my Stat Hero fantasy matchup. There you go. Senators, Carolina Hurricanes, for the first time since the 2019-2020 NHL season. You can follow us at Send Central on Twitter. And a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we will be going live after tonight's game for another postcast. And if you missed last night's postcast, they get fiery because we're, we're coming off. We just finished watching the game. We yep. throw on the stream, go for 10, 12 minutes. The chat was electric last night. Lots of Sens fans. They've got opinions, and I love that because it's way better than the alternative of apathy setting in. So this is a passionate fan base. They want this team to come out of it, but it is super frustrating, Pilsy, when you just see the same mistakes happening night in and night out. You, as a fan, feel like you know where their issues lie, but the, the management team doesn't do anything to address them. So appreciate everyone being active in the chat, Pilsy. We're going to continue to have some fun with their postcast. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to do our best to keep it under 12 minutes. That's your guarantee? No, I didn't guarantee anything, Ross. I said we're going to do our best to keep it under 12 minutes. Tune in tonight and find out if we're able to do that. It's Locked On Senators on YouTube, also available wherever you download your podcast. We're going to get that in to your audio feed. But for today, we say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast with Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitin. Oh, I mixed it up. See, I'm like the Ottawa Senators. I can't even do it properly. Wow. (laughs) I always say our names first, and then I don't know if you can see the wheel turning in my head. That was tough. Uh-oh, Ross, the again? process. Yeah, like, you wanna, let's do you want to get us out of here? Do you want to get us out of here? Guys, this has been the Locked On Senators nope, podcast. You mixed, you mixed it up. We got to do our names first. <laughs> oh, crap. Thanks so much for listening. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day. <laughs> <laughs>